Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to The Awkward Prophet. I'm your host, Ashley Witcher. Welcome to another installment of Shift Happening. That is the series that we are um, exploring this week. Again, this is my birthday week, and I wanted to just kind of take you all on a journey um, through the different transitions that I have had in my life. Um, And y'all, now, my birthday is not today. Today is Thursday. My birthday is tomorrow on Friday. (laughs) Somehow, someway... Um, on Tuesday, halfway through Tuesday, I, for whatever reason, got my days mixed up and felt like it was Wednesday. (laughs) That is so crazy when I think about it because, like, Tuesday morning I woke up knowing it was Tuesday. Like, hey, it's Tuesday, it's Valentine's Day. Like, let me take, you know, my little Valentine's Day cards to work so I can pass them out in the office, right? And some kind of way, in the middle of the day, I don't know why I thought it was Wednesday. Even to the point that when I left work, because I was like, well, Thursday's my late day. So I even told my coworker, well, I'll be in late tomorrow. It's my late day. So, you know, I'll, you know, I'll feel you. I'll probably come in about, a, you know, half an hour later than usual because... We're also, um, at this moment, we can get overtime. We're eligible to work some overtime. So I'm like, I'll come in a little bit earlier than usual, but also later than normal. And so even when I told her that, and she knew that Thursday was my late day as well, she didn't even think about it, I guess. And I even woke up yesterday morning and was like, hmm, I don't have to get up. I don't have to, you know, get started as early I can lay here for a little while longer and I did and then somehow (laughs) about 20 minutes after I would usually have left the house to head to work it dawned on me like wait a minute today is not Thursday (laughs) and so I was like oh my god well let's see if I leave now in the next listen 15 minutes 10 15 minutes because i'm gonna definitely have to race through everything um i'm like i'm still gonna be late um so i was like let me call my manager and let her know that for whatever reason i thought today was thursday (laughs) and so i did she was cool about it she laughed at me um and i made it to work about yeah, 7.45-ish, somewhere up in there. But, oh my goodness, I'm like, I was here on this podcast, I told everybody tomorrow's my birthday. Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> so tomorrow, February the 17th, is my birthday. Goodness gracious. Um, and so, that means that I have um, another day of talking about shifts and transitions um before i get to share with you all 
what I've learned in the last year. That's going to be on tomorrow on my actual birthday. Um, so today I want to talk about another major um, transition for me and that was me shifting into the world of business and entrepreneurship and um, it was was something that actually started in my childhood but before I get into all of that let me share the black history moment highlight of the day Um, today I want to share with you all I want to highlight Thomas L. Jennings Thomas L. Jennings was born a free man in 1791 in New York City. Um, Remaining there into adulthood, he began tailoring, eventually opening his own clothing shop. Um, When he discovered that many fabrics were were resistant to established methods of cleaning, he invented a new method called dry scoring. By experimenting with different combinations of cleaners and methods, he developed a process we know today as dry cleaning. He filed a patent in 1820 that was granted the patent in 1821. He is widely considered to be the first African American to receive a patent. He used the money from the patent to buy his enslaved family's freedom and he continued to donate all of his proceeds to abolitionist causes. Um, so he was he invented pretty much dry cleaning and was the first um, African American to receive a patent. And so I want you all to remember the name Thomas L. Jennings. And um, you know, think of him <laughs> the next time uh, you go and get your clothes dry clean and now I know well at least in within the people that I know I don't know a whole lot of people who still get their clothes dry clean but listen it, it is a um it's a lifesaver you know if you ever need it <laughs> so um thank you Mr. Jennings um okay so back to this entrepreneurship and business um topic so um I I always tell people that for me the business mindset um of or entrepreneurship for me started as a child I remember probably my first um endeavor uh I was probably around 11 years old And a childhood friend of mine, we both were like, for whatever reason, I don't even know what led up to this. We both decided that we're going to start business because we want to make some money. We were too young to work on our own, of course. But we we wanted money to be able to do things. Go to the store, buy candy, go to McDonald's, buy ice cream. and um, All those things that we used to like to do, right? And so... Um, we both uh, liked uh, we liked nails and polishes and you know especially um, being able to um, put on 
you know, fake nails, artificial nails, tips, however you want to consider them. Um, and so we were like, you know what? Let's start a nail business. So we went to the hair store, purchased nail tips and nail glue in an in in acrylic set <laughs> and some files and all of that, poly, a couple different polishes. Um, we really invested probably about five or six dollars and got all that stuff right. <laughs> and so we had a nail shop and we would set up outside on the back porch and we would tell all the little girls in the neighborhood, like, you know, we, we got a nail business, get your nails done, get a full set, five dollars. You know, had to make had to make back our investment, had to break even, okay? Um, and so I feel like we only ended up with like one customer. I only remember doing one girl's nails for the most part. <laughs> she was a neighbor. Um, and I remember putting on the tips, putting on the acrylic, and fouling my life away with my hand file, my little emery file, because could not afford a drill. And please, they didn't sell those things, those drills in the, just in the regular head regular hair store to regular people right um and so i had a regular old emery board and filed my little life away painted her nails got got our five dollars and yeah and so it wasn't until i was in my mid-20s before i even thought about going into any type of business for myself and this was after i had moved from Ohio, I had moved back, well, back to Kansas. Um, and so, at, by then, I was a single single mother. Um, when I first moved to Kansas, I was, you know, we were staying with my grandmother. Um, and, you know, until I was able to, you know, get a job and get my money together and get a place of my own. And so... I found my myself really in a place where I was like, oh my gosh, this, you know, this is so hard. I'm struggling, trying to get some money together, trying to make it um, because I'm like, I had two children and if anybody's ever lived in Kansas, well, at least in the town where I grew up at, well, I didn't grow up there, where I was born at <laughs> and where my mom grew up, grew up at, but if anybody's lived there, it, cost of living isn't super high but that means that the pay is also not very high especially um in the state that I was in someone a college dropout um and it's a small town and so listen now it is military town but that means that most of the time military affiliated people will probably uh, get the better paying jobs but um so I was like man I was like I need to do something and so really I was in a desperate place and so that's what made me like begin to research like what can I um invest in that I can use to make money and and so, for whatever reason, I landed on photography, and I went into it with, you know, well, I've always, I 
loved taking pictures. Like I, I was photogenic, so on on the other side of the lens, right? But I also was like, man, I can take pictures of others, right? And I was like, well, let me purchase a camera. So I put my good old income tax return to use. Bought myself a Canon because I was like, okay, which is going to give me the best quality photos. Bought myself a Canon um, DSR camera. Very expensive, <laughs> especially back then. You know, somebody who wasn't making a whole lot of money, but had um, a lot, a large lump sum of money that I could invest, right, for the time being. And so, bought that camera um, and began. You know, my my children were my first subjects, my practice subjects. Used them, and my mom, she loved it. Okay, because I could take a thousand pictures of her as well, and. Um, I also began searching, um, I, I invested in Photoshop and began searching, um, like YouTube and different, different, um, websites trying to learn how to edit photos. And so really I, um, sort of mastered photo editing first and then, um, got better and better with the camera as I continued on. And so, like I said, I I did it out of a desperate need to make money. And I didn't know how it would turn out. Like, and I was actually surprised when I got my first customer, somebody wanted to actually pay me to take their pictures because I was like, oh wow, I didn't think I was as good yet. Um, and really, uh, I was like, man, okay, let's try this then. And so I had my first client and it was kind of like, I began to post the pictures and um, people began to um, notice. And I got more and more clients and even at church, um, I remember I would take my camera to church and take pictures during the service, even though like I wasn't on the media team or anything like that. Um, and I remember one day um, after service, sitting in the foyer, and I was taking my camera apart. And I was always careful because, look, I paid a lot of money for that thing. <laughs> and so I was like, every time after I'm done using it, I'm going to take it apart gently, put all the pieces together in their own separate individual bags, and then into the larger camera bag. And so as I was doing that, the pastor, he came up to me and, you know, was saying how he noticed how well I took care of my, you know, my camera. And he's, he um, told me that he think I would be um, good to join in the photography ministry. And he had, you know, um, other um, ministers and people who took pictures of the service, took pictures of the new members and all of that. And so, um, so he asked if I would be interested and I was like, oh, of course, you know. And so I joined in that ministry and would take pictures um, of the service when I wasn't 
you know, having to sing in the choir or the praise team. So pretty much on me and Sunday <laughs> was the only time that I was able to really take pictures. But every um, Sunday after service, if anyone joined, I would go back and be the one to take a picture of the new member. Um, and so, um, so it became, it like the camera, it opened doors for me and introduced me into the world of entrepreneurship in a real way. Um, um, that was when I got my first LLC. Like I, I did as much as I could to make it official, you know, filed taxes as a business owner for the first time. I, um, like set up pack. I have packages. Um, and at one point I, I even, um, was able to gain a contract, um, on the army base for Christmas photos. I did photos with Santa, um, for the children, which that was when I learned that many children are afraid of Santa Claus. <laughs> um, I, I had never taken my boys to take a picture with Santa, so I didn't get that experience until then. And we did pets with Santa. You know, a lot of people brought the dogs and all that, take pictures with Santa Claus. And so it was definitely a, it was definitely a learning experience, like, and it was stressful (laughs) and but it afforded me um the privilege just to learn you know and to gain the experience the insight um of you know customer relations and um um you know the um I want to say Accounting, you know, keeping track of your, of your, your earnings and all of that. Like it just, it really opened up my world, and that's when I discovered that I actually love business and coming up with ideas. Like I will always have ideas, and um, I will have ideas when other people would come to me, and I'm like, man, I don't know how I knew that, but that's a good idea. <laughs> and, and to the point where. Um, like I said, the it, it, it that was the first of the first business uh, as an adult officially <laughs> um, that really just showed me my love for business and entrepreneurship. Um, and so I did. I was a photographer for a few years. Um, I ended up giving it up uh, because. As an entrepreneur, um, someone who's business-minded, I set my um, my standards for myself are super high. Um, in as far as the quality of service that I provide, and I got to the point where I was like, um, "Look, photography is very like you have to learn lighting, you have to learn your camera, you have to learn. It's, it's a whole lot." And while I did produce wonderful great pictures um I got to the point where I was like I wasn't satisfied with my work and um the investment that it would require for me to to learn on a higher level was like more than I was willing to sacrifice <laughs> I was like look I gave this business more more than enough of my doggone money and so I ended up um shutting it down but I still pick up my camera every now and then. 
I still, um, you know, have an eye for um, photos and art and things like that. And um, I still have all my equipment. Every now and then I'll buy more equipment just for me to experiment with because you never know. I may go back to it. <laughs> um, so I have lights and I have backdrops and I have stands and all these little things. But um, I put it away and moved into the world of book publishing. Um, so, um, but the first, you know, transition was when I went, when I went to my authorship, when I went into that, that, um, was another, like another, um, form of entrepreneurship as well. Um, but I'm not a salesperson, so <laughs> with that, you know, I would uh, I would market my books a little bit, um, tell people about it, you know, have conversations and you know do speaking engagements around my books. But um, I'm like either it's for you or it's not. So um, I did I didn't really build my um, author platform as a business. Um, and I probably should, I, I, I still can. Um, but for me, it's not always about becoming a bestseller. Um, I believe being an author is a part of my purpose and it is, um, going to be, it's part of my legacy. And so, um, as I put these books and produce these books and put them out it's not always about the popularity or selling a thousand copies now I love to sell a thousand copies but that's not the driving force um, um, behind me writing these books they are for who they are for Um, and when I do have a chance I do um, talk about my books and share about them and things like that um, and, you know, I, I continue to do those, do those books and write as led because that's just, you know, part of my assignment here in the earth. And so, um, and writing a book was just a launching point for the publishing company. And so I got into the publishing company really because... First of all, it was something that I, um, after I discovered my love for writing and and I, I wanted, it was something that I wanted to do one day. And so um, I wanted to self-publish and I wanted to um, also be either traditionally published um, or, you know, just published by another, like a vanity publisher or whatnot, in which I did. My first book was published um, by a small press and... Um, So I got that experience and really got to see how the publishing thing worked, right? And so it was then that I went on to self-publish my second book. And my second book was an anthology. So it was myself and um, a few other authors that included my my mom and my aunt. Um, And we all came together and wrote a book. And so I got my taste of what it's like to, you know, collaborate with other authors and also um, to self-publish and 
just, you know, have that experience um, and have that sort of a title um, under my belt. And so as I began to do that, um, people that knew me or knew of me or came to know me, mostly through social media, began to come to me asking like, okay, so how did you publish your book? And how do you do this? And if I want to self-publish, what should I do? And this, that, and the other. And can you look at my my manuscript for me? And so I began, I started out um, editing. <laughs> editing for another uh, author. And then I'm like, man, people keep coming to me um, for editing. and coming to me with questions about publishing. And... At this point, I, since I, you know, went through the publishing process as a client and as a self-publisher, like I kind of know how to get it done. And so with that, and then me also, you know, seeking godly counsel, speaking with my leaders at the time and praying and asking them like, you know, um, you know, pretty much for their wisdom and advice and all of that, um, um, that was where the publishing company pretty much was birthed and so I was like okay so let's do this and one of my um, friends was like you know she was writing a book and she was like I'll be your first client you know and so as I announced the launching of my publishing company in 2018 like literally a month or two later um, I also announced my the cover we did a cover reveal for my first author and so since then i have helped numerous um people aspiring aspiring authors become published authors um and i did that by way of not just me publishing their books but also um providing services editing services um cover design and um um, have done a few uh, press press releases and just everything that's got to do with publishing. Um, we, well, I say we because myself and my <laughs> team, um, we have, yeah, we have produced um, quite a few authors and assisted in the. Um, production and releasing of others who have you know done the self-published route and so it is it's one of those things like I feel like I was like just kind of like born to um do entrepreneurship to be in business and not that that's not my sole reason for being born, of course, but that's just one of those things that it comes naturally to me, um, like the mind, the business mind anyway. And I didn't know that at first, but um, my life pushed me into that direction. And so I am grateful and thankful for that. And so, um, you know, I have, I always have ideas, plenty of ideas. And so <laughs> um, some I have to be like, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that because I have too much to do as it is. And some I, um, I may advise others and things like that. And 
I got to the point where I look, if some, some of these people would listen to me, they would be millionaires by now. And if I would listen to me, doggone it, I would be a millionaire by now. And so, <laughs> um, it's, it's just, it's been an experience, a journey. Um, but it has been rewarding and, um, and it is something that I, I just enjoy it. Like I enjoy it. I can never get tired of talking about business and it's kind of like the way I love God's word. Like I can never get tired of talking about it and, and, you know, studying and discovering new things. And, and so it's just part of who I am and, and I. would be without it and so I am so grateful um for this mind of mine (laughs) and so um now as you all know for those who have been listening um I also have launched a greeting card line and um have Listen, I have uh, multiple um, like ministry um, things going on where it, even though ministry is not business, they are there are business aspects to it. Um, I um, lead a ministry called the Right to Heal. That's W R I T E, um, where it emerges writing and the healing. Um, aspect into one we use writing to um navigate the healing um inner healing and the healing of our hearts and you know trauma issues and all of that um we use writing and prayer and all of that um those things spiritual things to um navigate healing and so that is, I'm excited about that. I actually just launched that last year um, and haven't really um, done a whole lot with it this year, but I am. I have some things in the works. And so be on the lookout for that for those of you who follow me on social media. Um, but you guys, that is, that's, that is how I got into the whole business world, entrepreneurship and those things. And I don't regret it. Um, uh, it's, I've had some hard days. I've had some some failures, utter failures. <laughs> um, uh, but and wanted to give up plenty of times, and did in some moments. Um, and but decided to go back to it. Um, so, um, but like I said, I am I'm still here doing what I love. Um, and using the gifts that I have been given. And I don't plan on stopping anytime soon. And so, you know, the goal is to not even have to work a nine to five and to work for myself in some capacity. Um, And so I'm going to keep striving for the goal. and believe in God that he is going to lay out the blueprint, the foundation for me 
um, so to be able to walk away from the job, um, walk away from the building of other people's dreams and visions, and fully engage in the one, the dream and the vision that I have been given. Um, and so I'm going to end it right there. Um, thank you all for listening and joining me this week. Um, I pray that you were able to gain something from my life's experiences. And I am, you know, looking forward to tomorrow where I can share just some of the things I've learned in the last year and just to celebrate another year of life like like I love my birthday so <laughs> um, I am excited about it um, I hope that you all can tune in and um, leave me a message I'm, I have a link where you guys can leave me like um, a voicemail voice message leave me a message um, send me a happy birthday shout out tell me how you've been enjoying the podcast or not like let's hear it <laughs> i'm open to criticism <laughs> and so um send me a message i'm gonna put the link in the show notes um if you aren't following us on instagram definitely do that like what are you doing if you're not following us um look us up at awkward underscore profit i'll also post that in the show notes um, and if you want to give me a birthday gift, leave me a rating and a review on either Spotify or the iTunes the, um, podcast app. Leave me a review or a rating. Um, if you have any ideas for shows, um, because I'm going to be uh, to, uh, next Tuesday is going to be our last show of this season. I'm going to take about a month or so off and then I'll be back in April. Um, So if you have any ideas or something that you want me to talk about or even somebody that you think will be a good guest because I'm going to be bringing some guests on. um, Definitely shoot me an email at theawkwardprofit at gmail.com or you can send you can send me a message um a dm on instagram um i am open to whatever way you want to communicate okay um so definitely i can't wait to hear from you guys um and i just hope you all have a blessed and productive day and we'll see you tomorrow All right. Love you guys.